Welcome back to Point of View. Here's part two of our roundtable discussion about Black History Month. Richard, I want to go to you and just your take on you know, the timeline and how are we doing this forming a more perfect union? Yeah. And I appreciate Rahim bringing up this, that, that high bar, that high standard that was set by our founding fathers, because I think it's interesting to think of when that, at the time when that was written, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation. Like we would not be able to be in the same room and be able to talk with you, Chris, to be able to share our opinion. Our, our opinion did not have any sort of value at the time. And how, as you mentioned, it took a significant amount of time to be able to get better. But I think in, in understanding, just taking the word for what it is and created equal, like, yes, from out, out the womb, we are all humans. We are all babies. We all come and we come into the world the same way. But depending on what you're, unfortunately in America, depending on what your skin color may be or what your economic background might be, that's where the divide changes. We start the creation. Once, as soon as you take that first breath, we are starting as humans. We are starting from the same place. But where we're going, where we're going to eventually end up is very, very different. And so I think that it, it does take time. It does take a lot of time to be able to right a lot of wrongs. It does take some time to really be able to be educated, to learn, to ask questions, to, to have shared experience, to build empathy. There's a lot more that, that has to happen, that did happen. And so thankfully, we're in a great place that where we don't, or we aren't where we were 300 years ago. But I still believe that we have a lot, a lot more to go and a lot more change that needs to happen. So what that means, and I'm curious, what, what are some things you like, hey, Chris, if we could, if I had a magic wand, these are the top one or two things I would change right now to make a difference? I think one thing that, that we try to strive for, that's definitely something we see in our organization at F5, is just access. Um, giving, giving a person access to information, giving, when you think about, you know, transportation, right? So whether you're taking a bus, or if you're taking, if you're in a car, or whatever your mode of transportation is, depending on what that transportation is, will get you to your destination faster. So, for example, I think if if I'm born without, if I'm born in in a Section Eight housing, I don't have access to probably the best of schools. So I wouldn't have access to having the best education I possibly could. But if I was born in the, if I was born in the better neighborhood and I had access to better education. I'm going to be inherently smarter. I'm going to be able to inherently know more. So I think one thing that I wish that if I could have a magic wand, I wish education would be available and that, that everyone would be able to have access to education, regardless of where you're coming from. And we wouldn't have to have our school systems that are struggling, that aren't, that aren't telling, that aren't sharing the full amount of history, but that aren't, you know, whatever your school that you're going to, whether it be, you know, you can take it from college, NDSU, UND, Concordia, of course, there's things different. But looking at it from the elementary perspective, our elementary school kids aren't getting the same education depending on what their school is as much as it's supposed to be. So, Richard, that was a perfect lead in to, to mature. mature. I, I'm going to come mm -hmm. back to the original question, but just your thoughts, what you heard there from Richard yeah. regarding education and since you're in the education system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Richard and uh, Rahim put it pretty well, you know, those were documented in the constitution, but they didn't get to everybody. And uh, we had uh, a lot of people resistant to those law. And, and, and that's the way human lived. So like uh, human life has evolved from different stuff, from being treated mm -hmm. with the color of your skin to, to being treated from what you look like to this day. It's still going on, we, but it's not like it was before. And that's where we lead to this conversation to how do we make our school better? How do we uh, 
incorporate our cultures into educations? How do we uh, incorporate fair treatment within our school, regardless of what we look like or or where this child lives? So that's where we are today. There's is bet we are in a better place than the people that were slavery back in 1600, 1800. It took us years to be where we are today, but we still have more work to do. The word got out, the word got in the book, but we still feel a lot of resistance to this day to those laws. So, Leon, we're going to get you mature. I want to stay with you because for for myself, I'm not going to speak for everybody watching tonight, but the fact that you were in a refugee camp for 10 years, you had to flee your own country, like that is almost unfathomable for most of us. So, uh, what's it like coming to the United States? And as I read these founding documents to you about everyone's created equal, form a more perfect union, I'm curious, how are we doing, in your opinion? I think we are doing great. When I came in, I uh, before I leave the camp, because not everybody was in favor of living Africa and to coming here. A lot of people were waiting that peace will come to our country, we will go back. And when a lot of people find out that I would be coming to America, that I would be slaves, that that story was still going on. People still go back, but the, tr the treatment of black people is still the same in America. And I uh, just look at it and I say, you know, it is better now. And, and I think America will be better for me than than the refugee camp right now. So, so coming here, there are people that had favored that way for me to be able to go to school of choice regardless of what I look like, regardless of where I came from. There's people that favored the way that, you know, I would come in and just blend into the system, that I would be able to get a loan to buy a house, a, a student loan to go to schools. Those weren't there for the people that were born here. So, so I choose that the life in America was better than the life in the refugee camp, and I know today it is. So just for clarity, you're saying that uh, over in Africa, there's people that still thought, hey, there's there's actual slavery going on in America still? Yes. And and, and if you have watched the news and, and with the police shooting, the word do get around than ever now. Like uh, the shooting can happen today in like five minutes. We'll hear about it from here that weren't there before because of the technology. The word is getting around, the, 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 the racist issues are getting recorded and are, going, and are getting past it pretty fast and are getting around. So those, the word do get there. The, the word do get there, the media, like now I can talk to people in my village that have technology there. Lynn, uh, hopefully you heard the original question just about what our founding, like our birth certificate talks about, hey, everyone's created equal, and yet it's taken us so long to get rid of slavery, voting rights, and how are we doing as far as forming a more perfect union, in your opinion? I think we're doing great um, now. Uh, what, so when I, I joined this conversation, we were talking about schools, and um, your guest uh, just uh, alluded to the fact that, you know, uh, we need better education and that sort of thing. So I'm going to make two points. One, on, on the schools. I don't think it matters as much as we would like to believe it matters. Um, it's your background. You know, I, I don't believe it's the the area in which you, you come from, if you're poor or whatever. And um, to back that up, um, Paul Lawrence Dunbar High School, uh, that's a black public school in, in Washington, D.C. In 
1899, the students scored higher than their white counterparts in the same city. And they did, they had uh, much less to work with. They were dealing with actual racism and they were brilliant. It is the caliber of education. It is the caliber of student and the caliber of teacher that determined the outcome. It's the curriculum. It's how hungry you are for academic excellence. And I'll make this point. Our Nigerian brothers and sisters are the most successful immigrant group in America. Now, their skin tone is darker than mine. So it's to me, it, it's not now um, melanin barriers in place for African-Americans in this country. It is us. There's introspection that is sorely needed. Um, the second point I'd like to make is the fact of the matter is, um, as an African-American, you're safer in America um, than any point in history on any place on the planet from like white oppression and white tyranny and that sort of thing. What where um, we and and your your guest alluded to this, the fact that you have like videos showing like um, um, African Americans being shot or 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 whatever. What they're not hearing about is the level of black on black uh, violence, uh, the fact that 6% of our population commits 50% of the homicides and of the, that 50% uh, percent of the homicides, the vast majority of them are African-Americans on African-American. It is an appalling stat. It's more in a year than the entire um, um, uh, era of lynching and not just by a little bit, but by huge gains, we, we, we have to start looking at ourselves and what we are doing wrong as a culture. Um, I would like to proffer that it sounds to me that every, like everyone here is on board with school choice. Um, I'm a conservative. I believe in school choice. I don't believe that the circumstances of your, your home environment should dictate where you get an education. I believe that the dollar should follow the child. That means that if you are, uh, if, if I have children, my children all go to uh, private school um, on purpose because I think that uh, public schools are doing a, a serious disservice to African-Americans in this country. And, and I'm not, we can talk about that later, but the fact of the matter is um, the, I still have to pay for public school even as I'm paying for private school. I would definitely like to interject. <laughs> okay, so I want to um, I want to push back a, a, a few things. One, uh, on the whole, create an equal and form more more perfect union. I think we have gotten a, a lot warmer to the idea that all humans are created equal. Uh, there's definitely still some lags there. Uh, a lot of people, especially uh, the abortion uh, is a right foolishness, is. Uh, the idea that some human lives are disposable you know, if you do it early enough. So we're still struggling with some of these concepts and the more perfect union as far as our political union, which I believe that's what it refers to as the states, that's also extraordinarily fractured at this point. In time. All right, stay with us. We're going to be wrapping things up right after this. And again, I want to remind you, if you want to see our entire conversation celebrating Black History Month, just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash POV now. Somebody's birthday tomorrow. We're going to tell you who coming up right after this.